It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. There you go. Southeastern Conference Commissioner Greg Sankey there talking about Oklahoma and Texas are now in. We've got our group. Now we just need to figure out what our format is and uh, figure it out fairly quickly. He said by Destin, I'm assuming that's they've got some league meetings at some point in yeah, Destin. They I have spring meetings what there that date is. every year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forget yeah. what the date is, too. Maybe it's. I don't even want to guess. It's, it's SEC spring meetings is what, what what it is in Destin. Yeah. Probably coming up pretty quick, I guess, probably after spring ball and stuff, maybe after the NCAA tournament is over and you get all that stuff wrapped up, uh, but not sure. Um, yeah, you know, either eight or nine-game conference slate, need to figure it out. If you're going with nine conference games, you're going to have to clean up some of the, the uh, already – scheduled non-conference games um be interesting do they would the new format be because most sec teams play four non-conference games i guess they all play four non-conference games yep, yep. Uh, notably the game against the scrub late in the season do they keep that and move the conference games forward or preload the non-con now with Three non-conference, which is more traditional, what you see across the country, and uh, and then play your 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 conference slate. Be interesting to see how that happens. Yeah, um, I, I do have a guess on what the schedule format in the SEC is going to look like. I think that we're going to see the three-six model, and I think OU's three yearly opponents will be Texas, obviously. Uh, Arkansas, which I like, and everyone seems to think that there's some deep rivalry between OU and Missouri. Like, I've never felt that way, but they have played a bunch. I think Missouri will be in there with Arkansas and Texas, and you'll have the 3-6 model. Nine conference games every year. Yeah. You happy with that? You get a... Yeah, no, I mean, that's... If that's your rotation of games, I mean, I think that's very manageable. Like, if you were to look at the recruiting rankings year in and year out, um, Texas will recruit better than you most likely on a year-in-year-out basis. We've seen how much that's mattered, though, over the past 25 years and even further out beyond that. Missouri, you you should have a better roster than them basically every single year. And Arkansas is – we'll we'll see. Like, they are a very hot and cold program, but you should be better than Arkansas every single year. So, I I think – yeah, it's 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 manageable for sure. I, I don't have an issue with it. You got like challenge wise, you kind of it kind of fills all that. You got small, medium, and large, right? And this is traditionally speaking. I understand that anyone can can make a, a nice run at any time. And Arkansas is is on the uh, the come up, but Missouri has been dwelling towards the bottom of the conference. Arkansas has made their way into the to the middle and Texas I I don't know where they're going to be but for us it is a difficult game year in year out so it's 
you know, it would be cool that you play LSU, Texas, and Arkansas every year, but it's just unrealistic. And I don't think they want to play us every year, and I don't think we want to play that type of slate every year. Now, I do think, like, the one pushback that I would have is the SEC, I they probably still, to some degree, view Missouri and A&M as outsiders, and they're definitely going to view Oklahoma and Texas as outsiders. It would not shock me at all if they stuffed the former Big 12 teams in a box and said, congratulations, you guys get to play each other every year. It's going to be great. Would you, you hate guys that or would you love that? play each other in the Big 12. Um, I, the, the reason I don't like it is because one of the biggest, like one of the, the main selling points about why the move to the SEC is so good is being able to, to develop new rivalries and, and see new places, which you'll still be able to do with the other six games. But, you know, it, it chews up a pretty decent portion of your of, of that that thing that you're that itch you're wanting to scratch of going out and, and finding some new places, new venues, seeing new 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 teams. Yeah, no, I I mean, what I mean, you haven't played A and M in a while, but I'm not just dying to play A and M on a year in year out basis. Decade, like I, I think yeah. Arkansas, like that. Yeah, I mean, I think playing Arkansas every single year, I mean, that could be fun. It's 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 something new. I really don't care about playing Missouri one way or the other, to be honest with you. But Arkansas, we've talked many times before. I think that could be a uh, a fun little rivalry there. Uh, Texas and A&M every year would be a blast, says 5-1-2. Uh, Mizzou don't matter. That's on the 9-1-8. Uh, another 9-1-8, give me Texas, Arkansas, and Missouri. And let's see. Uh, okay, I – any thoughts on that before we move on? I don't want to read too many in case you have a thought on one of them. Well, I'll say this. Uh, I like Texas, Arkansas, Missouri. I don't. I think that is – I think that's totally fine. Um, I do kind of – now that I think about it a little bit more, I do kind of like the – uh, the old Big 12 being stuffed back together in a pod or whatever you want to call it with your three locked-in games, um, you get the chance to own the state of Texas, right? Yeah. Where you're, sure. where you're going to be recruiting a, a big majority of, of your roster like you always have, right? to have a big presence down there and have the chance to beat both of those teams on a yearly basis and, and plant the flag, so to speak, down there south of the border. I don't think that's uh, that's necessarily too bad. And, you know, we're starting to get a little connection up there in Kansas City, too, so it may and not that's, be bad. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Missouri. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not – like, Missouri doesn't do a whole lot for me, honestly, in terms of excitement. But you're right, man. They got a five-star defensive player in the Kansas City area and a four-star offensive tackle last year. They're in for another five-star defensive lineman this year in williams Winery in the Kansas City area. So I know that Kansas City is more KU, but there's definitely some Mizzou alum there, like – They'll they'll notice if if you play Missouri every year. like that that could be that could be yeah one of the bigger benefits because they're not going to stop recruiting in Kansas City 
Like they've had some success yeah. there already, and that is a that's a market that's really starting to put out some good football talent. So yeah, I, I, I could see that being the positive side of playing Missouri is that maybe it helps you out in the Kansas City area, though you're doing pretty well for yourself right now as is. Yeah. Wouldn't mind building a wall there from the rest of the conference, if at all possible. But, you know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, you know, I'll be happy with any of it because, you know, the, the OU Texas game in Dallas is what it is. We know what we get there. I Going to play at A&M, I say what you want about, you know, the that program and, you know, we've we, – We've got like these massive heated exchanges that are constantly going back and forth, and we haven't played them in a decade, right? It's just yeah. there's shots fired back and forth for whatever Didn't reason. Didn't feel like still. it. And I guess the war is still yeah. going on social media every single day, so maybe that's why it doesn't feel like you haven't yeah. played them in a decade. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's still it's still a, an insane venue to go play at whenever that place is full. It's, sure. it's awesome. It is like that is I, I, I hate to this because this sounds like a compliment, but like if you could try to like explain to someone like the college atmosphere and kind of what makes it special. Now, it is also what makes it weird, but it's like an extreme example of why college football is cool, right, is – Whenever you see the the fans doing the chants and they're there on the Friday night before the game, it's got a it's got a albeit cultish but authentic feel to it. That's that's different than the NFL. Okay, well that's that's enough saying nice things about A and M. I think you need to wash your hands or something throughout the break. You, you can at least throw in like, uh, well, they do have fake soldiers down there and everything. But no, I look, I, I I've been to Kyle Field three times. Uh, it's it's a it's a really cool atmosphere, and I, I think your overall point is as weird and as cultish as it may be in College Station. It is far more exciting and far better than anything that you are going to see in the conference that you're leaving. Far better, not close, not even close, not even close. Right? Yep, totally agree. So, uh, text yeah, line by I the way, uh, real quick. I grew up in the Kansas City area. It's roughly 50-50 with KU and uh, Mizzou alum here. Uh, 9-1-8, I bet A&M is still sick about OU and Texas moving to the SEC. That's a good point. How are A&M fans feeling today about this? Because they were big, Matt. They're the ones that broke the news What uh, about a year yeah. and a half ago about it. I, I can't imagine that they're too happy about this. Yep, not happy at all. Um, which may, that may be the saving grace from getting us to where we don't play. They don't, you know, box all the old Big Twelve teams together and uh, and make us play each other every single year. A and M is maybe like not having it, which you know, you know, that's the kind of the other news that's been, I guess, not necessarily buried, hasn't been talked about as much. You know, this has been something that's been hinted and and I guess we've kind of known, but. It's official. The dagger or final nail, whatever you want to call it, there's no more bedlam. This is it this nope. year. Yeah, that's um, it's going to be one hostile environment up there this year, man. Oh, my gosh. It's right. it's it's going to be really bad. I mean, it, especially if that's a night game up there, um, I, I would expect them to act pretty awful up there. It's it's not that, that's not going to be a fun scene whatsoever. That's probably hey, true, um, but they should have they should line. 
whatever highway that is that you turn off of I-35 and go through all those lights to get to Stillwater, they should line that and have a parade as we come into town and go out of town because it's going to be the best thing that ever happened to that football program, not having to play us every year. Are you talking about the exit with the best pork butt in Payne County? Is is that the one you're talking yeah. about, the big sign that's there? And yeah, the Transformers yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. Hey, um, before we hit a break, I'm going to throw out just um, just some random sports programs out at you, and you give me a short blurb on like how you think the SEC affects that particular program at OU. I'll start with men's basketball. Positive, negative, how, how do you feel about that for men's hoops? Positive. I think that you still have some some really good programs. Um, even though Kentucky's down right now, Alabama's playing really well, Florida's traditionally has been good, they're down. Um, I think it helps us because you're still going to have some premier names, but it's not going to be the gauntlet that you face in the Big 12. And at the end of the day, no one really cares. I, I mean, you do, but it's all about the tournament in college basketball, right? And yep. I feel like it'll help Oklahoma get some breathing room, perhaps, and be able to develop the program a little bit instead of having the endless gauntlet that they've got now. I think overall it's going to end up being a big benefit. Softball. Um, hmm, that's interesting. I guess you can't say that it helps it. They're already the best program in the country. They uh, they've got recruiting and transfer portal going like no other. They've got the new stadium coming. Really, all it's doing is making the road to a national championship a little bit more difficult. Like I think they'll still be in the in the World Series unless things change. I think they'll be there pretty much every year, um, but. Are they going to be able to be the overall number one seed every single year? That's that's going to be a little bit more difficult. But all in all, it's going to be way more competitive, and it's going to be fun to play with some fan bases that kind of look at it the same as we do. Men's college baseball. Better, better, better. This is going to be the best thing that's happened to Oklahoma baseball. The number one reason is our baseball facilities stick out like a sore thumb right now, okay, whenever you compare it to the SEC. So this lights the fire behind, you know, going there and getting something done with the facilities, trying to bring the program up to speed with what the rest of the conference is going to do. Now, I understand it's going to be incredibly difficult. I do. But high tide raise, uh, raises all boats, and I think that's going to be – the same thing that happens with with uh, Oklahoma baseball. I think it's gonna it's gonna be rough at first, but it's gonna help you recruit. You'll be able to mix it up with some really good uh, baseball teams throughout the the schedule. I think it's gonna ultimately uh, help us get back to where we want to be. Last one, men's hockey hurts it. <laughs> uh, has to, right? <laughs> yeah, has to. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they could get to. a facility I, upgrade. Maybe maybe we could build a new rink for the uh, OU Hockey Club team. Uh, that that would be nice to see. I'd like that. That's funny. I think it helps track too, though. We've talked about that. I think it's uh, we're going to get a good boost uh, to our track program. That's actually been doing pretty well recently. I think it's going to help there. 
Uh, so, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up, hanging out at Orthostat today. It's inside of Ortho Central. If you've got an injury, something happens, avoid the ER. Come to a place that specializes in orthopedic injuries. Uh, they've got great hours. They're open until 7 o'clock on Fridays, and they're open on the weekends, and it's economical as well. They bill it as a specialty copay. Really good stuff here at Orthostat. We'll be back. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Cavens Construction. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Call Cavens at 405-473-3048 or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612 or visit CavensConstruction.com. This is The Rush. Football Friday on The Rush. I'm in Chickasha today, Morris Motorsports. 4400 South 4th Street right here in Chickasha. They got all the top uh, top brands here. Kawasaki, Can-Am, Polaris, Honda, and Hyson. New and used inventory here at Morris Motorsports. You can go check that out at morrismotorsports.com. As I've been saying all day, the ref, we're the home of Sooner fans. Morris Motorsports, they're the home of the free lifetime engine warranty. All right, it's time to get to our under-the-radar player feature brought to you by Board Street Ventures. Board Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. I'm going to ask you an under-the-radar player from the Super Bowl or for the Super Bowl on Sunday. I'm going to give you an under-the-radar player for OU softball last night. And maybe under-the-radar isn't fair because I think a lot of people are giving her props after her performance last night. But after last year, man, it was, oh, well, I mean, Jordy's coming back, Starocko's coming in, Kirsten Deal's coming in. Nicole May will probably enter into the transfer portal. And to be fair, if Nicole May did or would have entered in the transfer portal, she could have been a number one arm at several schools across the country. But she stayed at OU, and she may not be a number one or a number two at all this year, Teddy, but she got the ball in the circle for the second game last night. She didn't get any run support whatsoever in the first seven innings she had eight innings pitch just allowed four hits and had 10 strikeouts and a one nothing extra innings win against liberty i'm gonna give props to nicole may today because she was awesome last night with very little run support in the second game of the season she's my under the radar player so which that is awesome are we saying um the softball analyst the audio you played yesterday She's right. We're not going to hit 80 bazillion yeah. or whatever the term was, home runs. What's what they was going on with the offense? They didn't hit any home runs. They didn't hit any home runs last night, so their uh, 80 bajillion is. They're a little off pace right now. Mm. Um, but what, what's going on? I mean, they won the game 4 nothing and 1 to nothing. but we've just become accustomed to winning games 10 to nothing and 8 nothing in run rules. I think Plank said the wind was blowing in a little bit last night. I, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to find their groove offensively. They did play a top 25 team, but they'll, they'll figure it out. There's some people panicking a little bit about the offense. Don't worry about the offense. The, the offense will be there. It's, it's all good. Go, quit worrying about that. Right. They're fine. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Well, that's good performance, though. That's not easy to do, especially whenever you're – let me ask you something. You're a baseball uh-huh. guy. If yeah. you're if you're a pitcher and you're used to having like the best offense in the game, 
and then all of a sudden, like, you've got it going on, you're pitching well, but you're not getting any run support, does that make it more difficult on you, like, mentally? Sure, but I think that that's when you can like kind you of just separate kind of cook in the, someone yeah. who's, you know, like, you know, ready for – like, yeah, you might be expected to, you know, have some run support, but, man, anyone can pile up wins with run support. I mean, all you have to do is be above average. I think that's yeah. kind of when you separate – who are the best arms are, who are like the, the, the toughest in the circle is when you don't have that run support and you still figure out a way to put your team in the best position to win. And that's what she did last night. So I, I, I'm really impressed with, with how she performed. That's not the best team they'll play all year long, Liberty. I'm not trying to tell you that it is. But Nicole May stepped up last night when they really needed it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, hey, when <laughs> can, I, can, fans, can I read this text right? but, can yeah. I read this text before you get to your under-the-radar Super Bowl player? Yep, OU softball sucks. Patty should be fired. There's some people out there that get the show. It's great. I love it. Good stuff. All right, under-the-radar player for the uh, Super Bowl, which takes place this Sunday. Um, Correct. I think you can go with any player on – the defensive line for the Eagles, but I'll take Reddick on the edge. Um, he's going to be incredibly difficult to uh, to hold down. I mean, that's I, I'm, the Chiefs don't have a whole bunch of weaknesses, and and I wouldn't even necessarily say that tackle is a weakness, but the defensive line for the Eagles has the advantage over the offensive line for the Chiefs, and. Mahomes, you know, he's got the ankle, which I think is fine. But, you know, they've changed their offense a little bit. You know, they used to be really reliant on him scrambling around, getting outside the pocket, and Tyreek Hill just like, you know, playing backyard football and then Mahomes slinging it downfield. Like, they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore, so they don't do that as much. He's he's more of a pocket guy. He can still do some things outside, but he's not going to be able to outrun and outmaneuver this this Eagles defensive line. They're incredible. I think Reddick's going to have a big game. And, you know, when one of your weapons is a tight end like Kelsey is for the Chiefs, it's not nearly as easy just to keep him in and help chip and, and help block and keep an extra blocker in. So I think Reddick has a big night. Sounds like someone's picking the Philadelphia Eagles to win the football game on Sunday is what it sounds like to me. Jeez. Sounds like someone's sold that the Philly might dominate this game. Man. Well, I don't think they're going to dominate, but I'm giving them the edge. Part of that is um, football. The other part is this horrible human nature thing where you want to see chaos, and I want to see what happens in Philadelphia whenever they win another Super Bowl. So Maybe that's what the uh, – maybe the entire world is too, Teddy. Maybe that's what the Chinese spy balloon was all about. They forgot the exact day of the Super Bowl, and they just wanted to see the uh, carnage and the madness from up above the balloon from Philly. Maybe that was it. Well, I don't know. That's what they're up to. I don't know. Have you seen that they, they shot one down today in Alaska? Yeah, that's what uh, that's what one of the guys here at Morris was telling me about. Oh boy. <laughs> well, you can't shoot the first one down in Alaska because it's just not a good area. It's not safe. Let's wait till it gets out past the coastline and take it down there with no one in danger. And then the next one within a week, 
you do shoot it down over Alaska. We got to get our story straight, man. <laughs> no, What's no, the no, protocol no. I here? Uh, I don't. All I don't right, think uh, there. I don't think there was one. Hey, re- real quick. Um, since which we got on Super Bowl there for a minute, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about it uh, coming up next hour. Um, best result for OU Cruton? Does that exist, or whoever wins, it doesn't matter? I I I just ask that because of the Jalen Hurts factor in this game. If that matters at all, or if that can help at all in like the slightest amount for OU recruiting. No, I don't think. I don't. I don't think that that. I think that Oklahoma's going to get some good recognition either way. Yeah, you know, on second thought, maybe a little bit more if if Hertz wins it. But gosh, everyone's going to be staking their claim. So, I, gosh, I just I don't know. I don't know that there's it really matters one way or the other. If if there is a slight advantage. I think it would be good if if Hertz won it because you know he's going to be getting all kinds of publicity if he wins the Super Bowl this quickly, performs the way that he has this year, and you know there's there's going to be talk about his growth from Alabama to Oklahoma and then to the NFL, and you know Lincoln Riley's going to get some credit for that. You know, oh, yeah. prepare yourself for that, but Oklahoma will be talked about. Well, maybe maybe the thing you can use in Cruton is you've got the most players playing in the Super Bowl. I think what is oh you have eight. I think that's more than any other school out there. So if, if there's anything to use, maybe it's that more than anything. Who knows? They'll figure it out. I, we just we just need the game to be played. Right? <laughs> just make sure you play yes. the game. That's what we need. Uh, Morris Motorsports, morrismotorsports.com. I am here in Chickasha until 6 p.m. Kawasaki, Can-Am, Polaris, Honda, and Hyson. Come see us. And I'm here at Orthostat. If you have an injury, anything happens, an emergency, avoid the emergency room, the cost, the weight, being around sick people. If you've got an orthopedic injury, come to a place where they have experts that specialize in orthopedic injuries. The hours are great, open till 7 p.m., on Fridays, and they're open on the weekends. Come and see us here at Orthostat. We're inside Ortho Central. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. This is The Rush, the home of the Sooner Nation. Appreciate loyal listener Kyle. Stopping by here at Morris Motorsports to come get some ref swag. He may or may not have left with two ref koozies and a ref t-shirt. Having fun here at Morris Motorsports in Chickasha, morrismotorsports.com. It's time for What Caught Teddy's Eye, brought to you by West Yala Gosney Law. When you call a law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer? WYG communication is a priority. Give West Yala Gosney a call today, 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is... A um, couple of quick, uh, interesting things going on coaching-wise. Uh, Norvell got an extension there at Florida State. Not a big shock there after a nice season. Um, Notre Dame still looking for an offensive coordinator. Uh, Klein from Kansas yeah. State has turned down the job. And Cliff Kingsbury is interviewing with Houston right now wow. for the offensive coordinator position so thought all of those were interesting and the main thing i wanted to talk about 
is this. Did you know the NFL has a microchip in the football? <laughs> no. At least shocking thing ever, I actually did not know that. Tell me more, please. Yeah. Everyone has always been talking about, well, there should be a chip in the football so they can spot it easier, which there's way more to it than that. Like, the ball isn't the deciding factor on where the, where it's spotted. There's also, is the knee down, is the elbow down, all of those things. But everyone's always talked about that, and I guess Sean Payton just, you know, was discussing it and talked about it, and everyone just, NFL just casually revealed that there's a chip in the ball. So uh, he was talking about some of the things that they're going to be doing moving forward with it, and at some point, you got to feel like they're just kind of gathering data right now and trying to figure it all out, but at some point that the microchip will help them spot the ball, but I, it's interesting that no one really knew that, and they didn't talk about it for some unknown reason. I don't know why that is. Did it change the weight of the ball at all, and can I blame that on Dak Prescott consistently overthrowing wide receiver, or is that just a Dak Prescott problem? It sounds to me, conspiracy theory-wise, this is what I've got. This why they created this huge drama with Tom Brady and people messing with the the inflation of the footballs because they didn't want anyone snooping around and figuring out that there's a microchip <laughs> in there. Probably. Uh, text line's asking if Cliff is interviewing with the University of Houston or with the Texans. That's, that's the Texans. Texans. And that's an interesting yep. marriage, man. D'Amico Ryans, they're really excited about him, really good defensive yeah. mind. Um, marrying that, a defensive mind with Cliff Kingsbury, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. That That's that's going to be a fascinating team to watch the next three years because you know they're going quarterback with their first-round pick here in a, in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can say what you want about Kingsbury. He, he can coach some offense. I think he does a good job at that. Everything else maybe not nearly as much, and I think that can be a, a pretty common thing with some of the – air quotes, offensive gurus out there. So that could be a nice little match. Yeah. You got any more? That's it. Uh, first off, Quinn Ewers, the mullet is gone. That is right. Xavier Worthy, oh, Texas serious. wide receiver for now, showed a video of Quinn Ewers' new haircut. There is no mullets. There will uh, not be a party in the back flowing out of the back of his Texas helmet next year. Wow. Trying to get serious a little bit. It's all fun and games until, uh, you know, the fans start booing you off the field and asking for uh, Arch Manning to come in. Start looking a little more professional. Big time. Be a big time quarterback. Uh, reports are saying that now that OU and Texas are off to the SEC in 2024 expansion, you should expect it for the Big 12. Go ahead and call your shot here. How many teams do the Big 12 add? Do they add any? And what teams will they be within the next three years? Hmm. I have no idea. I really don't even – where would you start? Utah. That makes a lot of sense. Utah and the Arizona schools and potentially even Colorado. Because I think if the Big Ten comes calling, Oregon and Washington are out. Um, if they do, I, I think the Big 12 that, – like, that would make a lot of sense for them regionally to add those four teams. So I, I could see that being the case. I, I could see that being the case. I agree, um, but I, I don't know. I guess right now I'd be shocked because I don't know what would happen with the Pac-12. Do they just dissolve? Like you've got more schools that are left over, and they're not just going to 
go nowhere. Uh, my my initial feeling is that it's more like more likely going to come from below than it is from a Power Five conference. But I don't know. Twenty four seven Sports ranks the ten best tailgates in all of college football. Which hey, we're paying attention to tailgates now, right? Since the SEC yeah. is on the way. They had an interesting way to measure who has the best tailgates. They were going for, uh, let me try and find it exactly, pregame rituals that define many of these. Ba- basically, they were going for more of like a like a reviews for food, like a TripAdvisor reviews for food and tailgating, stadium capacity, average attendance figures, as well as ticket prices, which is an interesting way to measure tailgates, whatever. They, get, uh, they got uh, USC at 10 which LOL on that. They've got hmm. Georgia as nine. They've got Bama at eight. TCU at seven. Tennessee at six. Clemson at five. Ohio State at four. Utah at three. Michigan at two. And Kansas State as the uh, number one destination for tailgates in college football. What an odd ranking. Wow. No yeah, LSU I don't know. in the I've top never, ten. Yeah, I've never been to – I mean, Kansas State has a good setup for it. They've got a huge parking lot right there. TCU's is actually pretty good. Now, should it rank in the top ten? Seems questionable. What do ticket prices have to do with the tailgate? I have no idea. It's like tickets to the Beatles are expensive. Well, yeah, because everyone wants to go watch the Beatles. The price goes up. That doesn't mean that it's bad. Right? So I don't know how you can factor ticket prices in. I don't know. Interesting. But U- USC Kansas being on the State, list, huh? though, is like the, the funniest thing ever. Like, r- really? Uh, USC is going to be on the list? Okay, whatever. Uh, last yeah, they one had I some have... people show up for one year in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even know if they had that for one year in a row. Last one I have, um, hey, I, I know this team is 500, and it's not looking likely. Looking, looking likely they make the NCAA tournament. But if they want to get serious about it, oh, you better win tomorrow at home. Noon on CBS, number nine KU comes to town. Mm. I don't see any spread attached to this game, but I'm sure KU is going to be favored. Uh, what do you think the crowd splits is like tomorrow at the LNC? Majority KU fans. We got a good uh, support from OU no, fans. No. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about it. It'll be 70-30 Sooner fans. There'll still sure. be a lot of KU fans in attendance. Yeah, it, it just sticks out because of the, I don't know, what is that, cobalt blue. Uh, it sticks out. Big contrast there between uh, the crimson and the blue. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have a good crowd there. We're going to be a one-and-a-half point dog to Kansas. I know people are shocked at that, but that's what it's going to be. And uh, I think we play them tough. Do we get the win? I'm not going that far, but I think we'll play them tough. That's the second week in a row that we haven't seen the spread, and then you've guessed the spread, and you've been, like, right on it. So I, I, I got a feeling that you actually have seen the spread. Blaine just I sent me not. KU minus two at OU. Wednesday, or was it last it. Friday, you were dead on balls accurate with the OU West Virginia spread, which shocked me, and today you're a half point off the spread. So well done. Nice job. Yeah. I'm a – I'm a handicapper. Now, I can't tell you what's going to happen. I can guess what the line may be, but I can't tell you what's going to happen in the game. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number two next. This is your home for Sooner fans.
The Ref Sports Radio Network. Football Friday on The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I'm at Morris Motorsports here in Chickasha. Four-wheelers, motorcycles, side-by-sides, razors, rangers, and a whole lot more. MorrisMotorsports.com, and they are the home of the free lifetime engine warranty. Teddy has a special guest, but real quick before we get to that, I have to read you a text we got over the break on the text line. Dak Prescott won the NFL Man of the Year Award for helping all of those underprivileged defensive backs pad their interception stats. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very uh. nice. Good stuff. All right, hanging out here today with Heather Kuklinski. I'm here at uh, Orthostat, inside Ortho Central. Now, last time you are on the radio with me, we are out at Tri-City. You guys were just getting that thing going, getting running. How's Absolutely. it going out there? It's fantastic. It is a great clinic, probably because you were out there, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I'm certain that's what it was. Yes, it is busy, and we are so excited to be in that community. Well, it's really cool what you guys do. Um, you know, you've got the emergency room. Someone breaks an ankle, and the first thing they think is, oh, my gosh, we've got to go to the emergency room. Actually, we don't. This is a better place to go. You've got um, people that are trained, specialized in orthopedic injuries here. Absolutely. This is, we are all about orthopedics here at Orthostat. So a little bit different than a typical uh, urgent care setting or walk-in clinic, dedicated orthopedics. If it's broken, if you're not sure if it's broken, if it's, uh, if it's bruised, if it's sprained, if it's twisted, we're here for you. Seven days a week, evenings, weekends. We're the same uh, people as OrthoCentral. So all of the providers that you know and love from OrthoCentral, now we're here seven days a week. Yeah, and, you know, I've got a list of questions. And this, the next one is, why is it important? Why did you guys think it was important? And my guess is exactly that, right? There's a need and there's there's uh, a lot of that happens, and you guys fill that role perfectly, right? It, it, exactly. It, it, you're 100% right. And we, you know, I think during COVID, we started really feeling like we needed to do something to help unburden the emergency rooms yeah. a little bit and make a, a, just a, do something. And it has turned into just a really exciting thing for patients. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think... We need to retrain a little bit. Anytime there's any type of accident, we automatically think emergency room, and uh, this is this is a better option for a lot of those injuries. Um, what? So let's go down the list. What all exactly is it? The services that you guys offer here? Absolutely. So as I mentioned, we have dedicated orthopedic providers, same providers that we have with Inside Ortho Central. Uh, so they're specifically orthopedic trained. We have orthopedic radiology services. So. Uh, dedicated uh, orthopedic radiology technicians. We have uh, durable medical equipment, your bracing, your casting, your splinting, uh, and of course, just uh, really, really good evaluation and, and treatment options. I think the next piece is what um, has really just worked well. I'm not sure we predicted it, but that's how these things go, uh, is that seamless transition then into the clinic. So if you're a patient and you need advanced imaging, you need an MRI because we're just, we think you tore your ACL, Mm -hmm. we need to prove it. We're going to get you that appointment before you leave. You're going to walk out, you're going to know when your MRI is, and then you're also going to get that follow-up appointment with the surgeon. So by the time you get into the surgeon, you have your test and you're ready to talk about what it looks like. Like, and you never had to make another call to get on the schedule. You didn't have to call Monday morning when you were busy at work. And all the data transfer, right? Just all pulling up the, the It's all know, here. Everything. Electronic these days. Yeah, so much easier. Uh, it's it's got to be great. So you guys saw the need. You implemented this. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, what have the, what have the patients said about it? 
really positive feedback. Uh, truly, uh, that that seamlessness of care is is excellent. And I think, uh, like you said, the retraining as people realize we're here on evenings and weekends. Those are the comments that come back. I'm just so glad I remembered. I didn't have to wait until tomorrow. Yeah. Well. Could be some rolled ankles uh, Sunday evening with everyone out trying to reenact the Football game. In the we got backyard. the we got the Super Bowl going. You got a favorite? Who's going to win this thing? You know, I our doctors are split, so we have predictions on uh, the Ortho Central Facebook page. Go check those out. Uh, but Dr. Bame and I, I think you know Dr. Bame. He yeah. he and I had a long discussion about this, and we are both believers in defense and think defense wins championships. So uh, Eagles, we got to go Eagles. Oh man. That is, uh, I knew I loved you guys. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly my pick. That's what I've been saying. So uh, that defensive line is going to give uh, Mahomes uh, problems. Who's got the high ankle sprain? He should have went to orthostat, he getting back out on the field. should have been here. You're right. Well, Heather, we appreciate you coming by. This is a really cool service that you guys provide. I'm glad that the Tri-City uh, area is going really good. For anyone that doesn't know, that's out on Northwest 32nd Street in Newcastle. They've got Ortho Central here in Norman and in Midwest City. Open till 7 o'clock and on the weekends. Stay tuned. Final hour's next. Hey, Sooner fans, we've got you covered. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. No, we don't get a break. (laughs) This is the home of Sooner fans. The Red Sports Radio Network.